Hey, this is Kirnagrad from the Sparky Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Yumi Perkins with us. Yumi is a leadership coach, well-being cartographer, coordinator, creates harmony and cohesion for her clients in both their home life and their professional life. She is here to help facilitate her fellow humans in the discovering, unlocking, getting unstuck, and reaching their full potential while using their core values as their north star. So, with that said, let's hear it from Yumi now. We welcome to the show. Thank you. Yumi, you have already discussed with me and you have told me about things that have happened. Two cancers, both unrelated and you have stayed strong all throughout. So let's begin with the story on how did you surpass the difficult time and how did you keep the mindset straight during this turbulent time? So I take my mental health and self-care very seriously. So that means for myself, I have a therapist. For myself, I have my own coach. I am also in a group uh, with other women who have been very supportive. And I also talk all the time to other coaches. So I have supports in every corner of my life. And then, of course, an incredible, not of course, luckily. Yes, totally. You made that sums it up. Can you now tell us during the business time, right? Because you have gone through so many transitions. As far as we know your story, as you have gone through so many transitions, how do you look at someone? How do you help someone who is going through a transition in their life as well? What would be some necessary tips you would want them to have? Oh my goodness. One, to taking care of themselves is incredibly important through any transition or adjustment. Don't do it alone. Hire a coach. Hire a therapist, hire both if you can. Lean on your family, lean on your community. And what's special about working with a coach is that you really get to distill and articulate what are your values? What is your life's purpose? How is what you're doing now in line with how is what you want to be doing going to be in line? What's important to you? What are the steps you need to take to live a more values aligned? It, it sure comes down to who you are going to become to achieve the things that you wish to have. What would you suggest would be some necessary tips to make sure that we are being the best version of ourselves, no matter what the situation. Oh, I think that is being really authentic and doing the self-work and the self-reflection. Um, who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I need to let go of? Asking yourself, what are the things that I need to say yes to? What are the things that I need to say no to? And being very clear of those boundaries so that way you can achieve the goals that you want. So what are the things you need to say yes to? And what are the things you need to say no to? That, that being said, it is, of course, easier to say, but difficult while doing how to keep the mindset very mindful, being open to ideas, being aware of the situation because it all starts with the awareness. So how to be more self-aware do you suggest meditation do you suggest do you suggest a waste what ways would you suggest i suggest whatever works for you mm-hmm. so there is so much great research around meditation and mindfulness and that's also not for everyone and there's so many great ways to journal yes you could just pick up any old journal and just start writing or there's beautiful workbooks and guided journal i guess what i would invite folks to do is to Experiment with what works for you. And some people, meditation is the whole. Some people, it's exercise. Some people, it's journal. Some people, it's prayer. 
figure out what works for you, but do have some sort of practice that allows you space for self-reflection. Got it. Got it. So any type of practice works for unless and until it works for you. So you can choose what will work for you. Tell us about a client success story. Something that you're really proud of. Uh, I love this question. And one that comes to mind is I was working with a client who was a university professor. So worked very hard to get to that level in his university professor and wasn't happy. After our time together, he is no longer working as a university professor and in fact gave up a majority of that work and is now a full-time stay-at-home dad and is homeschooling his six-year-old daughter. And he is happy and he is aligned with his values. He feels fulfilled in the work that he is doing. He is proud of the parents that he is. And it's really cool. So how do you make that transition happen? Because that one sure was a difficult one. What kind of questions do you think? Let's keep the success story apart. But what kind of questions do you generally ask to get an understanding of what they really want and what they say what they want? Well, I think that you just asked it. What do you really want? And it's not, oh, I want a clean house and I want lots of money and I want a nice car and I want tons of friends. And yeah, that's great. But what do you really want? I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel happy. And, you know, a question that I've been asking more, what you really want is a great question. But a question that I've really been enjoying recently is what kind of suffering do you want? Because in general, we all talk about, we all generally want the same thing. But what kind of suffering do you want? So, for example, Michael Phelps is willing to have the suffering to jump into a freezing cold pool every single day so that way he can become. That's me. No matter how badly I want to be an Olympian, I'm not willing to accept that level of suffering. So what suffering am I willing to accept? Right. As a mother, I am willing to accept lots of laundry, the sicknesses, the sleepless nights. Right. That is the suffering that I want in order to be more closely aligned to my dream of becoming a in-tuned parent. Mm. One of my favorite questions. But yeah, it's figuring out what is important and what does that mean? What comes with that level of importance and what kind of suffering do you want to go with? That? What kind of suffering do you want? That that short is... I should say that I got this from a book and I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but it's the... Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. The book is titled The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's a lighthearted, funny self-help book, but that's one of the main things I gleaned from it. What kind of suffering do you want? What kind of suffering do you want? Totally. So you meet, tell us about the misconceptions now. What do you think are some of the misconceptions about coaching? There are so many. A coach is not a therapist. A coach does not tell you what to do. So I think we often think about sports. A coach, the type of coaching, I do not tell you what plays to run in your life. And so I like to use the analogy of a bicycle. So imagine that someone wants to learn how to ride a bike. A therapist is going to take their client to the bicycle and say, how do you feel about the bike? Tell me about your experiences with the bike. What did your parents think about bikes? What were their experiences with bikes? And that's what the therapist will do. A consultant, which I've also, I've been a therapist. I've been a business consultant. The consultant is going to get on the bike, ride it around, write you a 500-page paper and say, this is how you ride a bike. And then they're going to walk. A coach is going to walk with you to the bike, have you get on the bike, have you start riding it, 
and they're going to help you. They're going to hold the handlebars, hold the seat, and then you are going to figure out, do I lean to the left? Do I lean to the right? How much momentum do I need? And we'll talk about it and we'll work through it. And then the coach lets go and you go off after you've figured it out, after you're comfortable with it. So that, that is one of the misconceptions that I like to hopefully that helps. Coaching is not therapy. Coaching is not consulting. Coaching is not mentoring. Coaching is coaching. And coaching is not sports. Coaching is well. Yumi, next question to you is about ways that you use to keep yourself inspired and motivated. I know I will never be an expert coach. Instead, I am a student of coaching. And what that means is that I want to be the best possible student of coaching that I can be. So that's why I have my individual coach. So I have a therapist. And that's why I am in these professional groups of coaches, exchanging ideas, exchanging notes, what works, what doesn't work. I love reading books. I love listening to TED Talks or any talks for that matter. I am eager to grow and learn because it's never over. So learning is, is something that keeps you growing. So learn is equal to grow. Next question to you, Yomi. Tell us about the one fun fact about coaching that you think is very important. Everybody should know about. What can coaching let you to? Coaching can increase your range. So instead of looking at just like a normal two by two photograph, what coaching does is increases the panorama of what your life is. So it's making the book stay bigger, seeing everything that is possible and open to you. Wow. So that was quite amazing answer to the question that I framed. If you were to tell us about the ways of reaching out to you now, let's say somebody from the conversation wants to raise up their hand, reach out to you, ask where to find you me. Tell us about the best place is just my website, newfishcoaching.com. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn and that's about it. Right. It's a growth edge for me is like marketing and social media and all. But the best place is my website, newfishcoaching.com. Newfishcoaching.com. And the final question has changed for today because this is, this one really seems interesting. Why newfishcoaching.com? Why is it called newfish? So there was a study done with two groups of like preschoolers. And one group of preschoolers was shown a picture of a fish. And they were told, draw fish. And they all drew a fish and it all looked relatively like the picture that they were. The next group of kids was told, draw fish. And they were not given a reference fish. They were not shown anything. And the second group of kids, their fish were so much more colorful, so many more unique shapes and ideas for what a fish could look like. And the idea is that we get, it's a way of saying, think outside the box, but it's a new way to think outside the box. And if we restrict ourselves to our reference points, then we're stuck in the box. We miss the pantry. So drawing a new fish is certainly something that I've done in my life for there's been so many times where, oh, this is not where I expect it to be. I have to draw a new fish. And I shouldn't just always fall back in my reference point. Instead, what's available. So that's wow. what I want others is to be able to draw. Newfishcoaching.com guide. See you have it now. Final question again is about thoughts. What are some final thoughts we would like to leave the audience with? Final thoughts. I think that everyone should experience coaching at some point in their lives. And I understand that there are, there is the financial barrier. And I just think that, yes, and there are ways around that because there are so many people who are eager to practice their skills and there's always students. And so everyone should experience it. 
And I think if coaching is almost like a dentist, like everyone should have one. And there are going to be points in your life where you need a lot of coaching. And there are going to be points in your life where you don't need any coaching. But it's always nice to know that it's there for you. I don't think of it as a luxury good. I think of it as a necessity. And I think what I would want for your listeners to take away is to, one, hold themselves in compassion for all of the inevitable waves that will be coming their way. And to know that anyone can draw new fish. Anyone can draw a new fish, guys. And if you resonated with you, connect with her at newfishcoaching.com and uh, reach out to her, read about her. And then if you wish, you can speak with her. Thank you so much, Yumi, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Thank you again. And with that said, I am your host, Kiran Nagraj, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>